Welcome to the Share Chair, where we learn from listening. Meg Rice here. She's yes. a sophomore at Loyola University. Can you tell us a little bit about your major and what you study here at Loyola? Yeah, so originally I was biochemistry major, pre-med. Okay. Um, and after deciding that that was just going to be too much school for me, I decided to switch to exercise science mm. and pick up a minor in bioethics. So right now I'm kind of on, I'm still on the pre-med track, but I'm also pre-physical therapy okay. if I decide to do that instead. I know that you're really big into service. Yeah. Um, you, you, you're an orientation, that's putting it lightly. Yeah. You're an orientation leader during the summer. You're Loyola for Chicago as well. Mm -hmm. I believe I mentioned, or I remember you mentioning that. And yep. just, can you talk about just service? This semester in particular, I'm going to be leading a group um, from Loyola for Chicago, which is like Loyola's basically like service community type thing. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll be going once a week to Misericordia, which is a home for adults with developmental disabilities. Oh. Um, and we'll go there once a week. And my group in particular will be doing like modified yoga because a lot of the patients there are um, like wheelchair bound or have like limited mobility. And so mm -hmm. this really helps like almost in like a physical therapy sense to like remain like mobile um, and just kind of get them like to keep moving because that's really, really important. Yeah. Um, so I'll be doing that. And then I'm also uh, going to be doing uh, volunteering with Chicago Public Schools too mm -hmm. through service learning so that would be really really cool too. Helping with recess and sports okay. um, either after school or like mm -hmm. during recess time <laughs> um, and just kind of like working with the kids there because mm -hmm. um, Chicago Public Schools have pretty poor funding because it is like a, it's a much lower income income rate. It's not that is a big commitment too once a week especially with your your pre-med, pre-health yeah. sciences, like that's a lot of work, like you said. Um, so what is it that like draw, draws you to service and that like makes you willing to just commit to it so heavily? I never like, I never think about like having to go to service, like go do service um, as like a chore or like keeping me from doing homework. Like for me, it's kind of a way to like regroup my thoughts and like, I don't know, it, it motivates me to do better in school because like the people that I'm working with, those are the people that I want to be working with, like with my career. Yeah. Um, and so it just like, it kind of motivates me and makes me realize like how fortunate I am to be, to have been born into the family that I was born mm -hmm. into, have had the education that I've had, to be an able-bodied person. Like yeah. it just kind of motivates me to keep using all of my like privileges mm -hmm. to help those who are less privileged. And so doing like weekly service is like an easy commitment for me because it's yeah. something that honestly I think like has a greater impact on me than it does the people that I'm like helping or like mm -hmm. doing service for because yeah. like they don't really need me there but like seeing them and being inspired by them is a bigger deal than me just like being there and like helping them yeah. you know do whatever they need yeah, to do. Yeah so you so it's like almost more beneficial yeah. for you than it is for that's so yeah. awesome. Was there ever ex an experience that you had growing up or in high school or even in just your first year at Loyola? Um, with service that kind of opened your eyes to service or were you always like very into volunteering? I was raised by a family that loves service. Okay. Um, when I was younger my neighbor like it was the first house that I ever lived in mm -hmm. I was like a little itty bitty baby up until like age four and my best friend had Down syndrome like mm -hmm. she lived across the street from me we played all the time and as I got older I started to notice like the differences between us mm -hmm. but like being around her made me feel like Good. Like I mean, when you're around, when you're a kid, like you don't really care about yeah. anything. You're like, I just want to play with my blocks, like whatever. <laughs> um, and so, like as I got older, like I started to realize the differences, and we kept in touch. Um, 
like after I moved into our new house and my family has always been very involved in like service with like people who've like recently like immigrated to the US like helping mm -hmm. them assimilate helping them get their citizenship um, and that's like been something that my family's been really involved in my dad is like the president of this huge charity in Minnesota um, called Bob Allison Ataxia Research Center and they do research for um, like neurodegenerative disorders like Parkinson's, okay. ALS, Lou Gehrig's, um, ataxia. Mm -hmm. um, and so like that's something that's like kind of been ingrained in me and something that I think my whole family really appreciates because we are a very like fortunate, like we're a very lucky family yeah. to be in the position that we're in and so I've always been taught to kind of not take that for granted. I don't know, everyone's story is unique and it's really like, yeah. it's really valuable to hear about everyone else's experiences because yeah. even someone that could have grown up next door to you and gone to the same school and done everything as you did could have a completely different experience yeah. um, just based on like who they are as a person and how their brain works. And so what is the value for you personally in getting to know another person? I know that you said you can like learn from it, mm -hmm. but is, what, what can it do to help community and society? right now in today's current situation? A lot of like issues that, and obviously I'm not very knowledgeable because like I know nothing about politics, but like from what like in my experience and like who I am as a person, I think a lot of conflict happens from lack of understanding. And I think that a lot of people are scared of what they don't know. And if mm -hmm. they understood what they didn't know, they wouldn't be so scared of it. Yeah. Um, and so, I don't know, I think that when you learn about people who have different experiences from you, you start to get a better view of the world and get a better view of like, I don't know, kind of how, how people work and you can be a more empathetic person when you have those experiences with other people. Brought you from Minnesota to Loyola. I, th I think I remember you saying it wasn't your top choice. Yeah, I um, had originally applied to like 11 schools and Loyola was not one of them. Oh. Um, and then I got, like put, put on waitlist for most of my top schools. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was like, you know what? I want to like still have options. I didn't want to stay in Minnesota because I wanted to like expand my horizons and like, mm -hmm. you know, see more of, more of the world. And so I decided to apply to Loyola in April, mm -hmm. like literally two weeks before like decision day. <laughs> and I applied there and I got accepted. And then I went to like accepted, like admitted students gathering or something mm -hmm. one weekend and did a tour and literally just like fell in love with the school and its mission and realized that like the reason why I didn't get accepted into any of those other schools was because like this was my home and this is where I was meant to be. Yeah. It might have been because the, like this is where you're meant to be. Do you believe in the um, like everything happens for a reason type thing? Yeah, I, I definitely do and I think that sometimes like what I always tell myself is like sometimes you have to do the wrong thing to get to the right place and sometimes you have to like sometimes things that you really really want or things that you feel like you need mm -hmm. like you don't get those things because there's a better like plan in place and yeah. while you do have like free will obviously like it's just like the path that you take to like get to that end point I guess yeah is that like you know you can make all these choices and even if they're the wrong choices you're still gonna end up where you're supposed to be and mm -hmm. it's still gonna be a learning experience if you allow it to be you remember that you mentioned over orientation that one of your best friends had passed mm -hmm. away in your senior year of high school my friend Rachel she had had brain cancer when she was um, a younger kid when she was in elementary school and mm -hmm. she was in remission for a really long time and uh, beginning of my junior year, she got re-diagnosed with terminal brain cancer and a brainstem, and it was inoperable, so they couldn't 
you know, extract it um, okay. because the risk was too high. Um, so she just did like chemotherapy, you mm -hmm. know, the normal thing, just to like prolong her time. But um, in end of September, my senior year, she passed away. Um, like she was the football manager, mm -hmm. and that was like her thing. Like she called mm -hmm. like the football guys her boys because <laughs> they were, and they absolutely adored her. But. Um, uh, at halftime, she her temperature was getting really, really high, and so her parents brought her home, and like right as they got her home and, and later in her bed, she had passed away. Um, but yeah, and that was the only the only football game we lost that year, and so we always oh we always say that um, it was because we were doing really, really poorly by halftime, and so um, we were saying that Rachel didn't want to see us lose because we didn't really win the state championship, which again is not the biggest deal because it's. Mm -hmm high school football, but it was a really big deal to our school because of like what it meant for us. Yeah. Just kind of like, things don't always turn out the way you want to, or, and it's not always fair, but like, it still makes you close, mm -hmm. and it makes you close with everyone around you. And that's, that's a really hard thing to have to deal with. I mean, <clears throat> for any, it's hard for any age of person to have to deal with, but especially when you're in high school, I yeah. feel like um, it can really affect you. And so was there any, like, what was a huge takeaway? What did you learn from Rachel at all? She was literally the most incredible person I've ever met. Like, I've mm -hmm. never met a person that was, like, able to bring out the good in people. Mm -hmm. Like, every single person she met was a better person because she met them, even if it was mm -hmm. for half a second. Um, there were so many people, like, from surrounding communities that were affected by her, mm -hmm. even though they had never met her. Like, I don't know of anyone that's ever had that power. Yeah. Um, and it was just by her being herself. Mm -hmm. um, and so, I mean, the most important thing I learned from her is that, like, you really can't love too much. Like, she mm -hmm. loved every single person. She would never hurt a fly. Like, she was so sweet, but she was also, like, so spunky and funny and witty and, like, just always had a smile on her face. Like, her positivity is kind of, like, the thing I would take away. And, like, you can never love people too much because you will get all of that love in return. Yeah. Like, she was the most loved person I've ever met, but she was also the person that loved more than anyone I've ever met. Do you have advice for anybody in general? Like, if there was just a person sitting across from you, not even me, just anyone who's mm -hmm. random who you don't know, um, like, what piece of advice would you give them, like, human to human, you wanting them to, like, try and better themselves? Like, what would you tell them, or just a person? I mean, obviously, like, you have to love yourself before you love others, mm -hmm. but also just kind of kind of reminding yourself, like, I try to be as not judgmental as possible, and obviously that's sometimes hard to do, like, it's really easy to just, like, see someone and, like, make a snap judgment, but more than anything, I think, like, never be afraid to, like, keep trying with people, and never be afraid to, like, keep loving people even when they don't want you to, because, like, it's... It's really hard to, like, feel alone, especially, like, especially when you're, like, starting college, like, you don't want to ever feel alone, and, like, making sure that people know how much you mean to them. Yeah. Um, I do this thing with my um, big, where like every single day we will like do things to actively appreciate each other, even mm -hmm. if it's just like, I text them morning like, hi, I love you, have a great day. <laughs> like, just like, always remembering to appreciate people are, who are around you while they're around you. Because I feel like a lot of times we get caught up in our own crap and then forget that like everyone around us has helped us so much. Mm -hmm. And I think just like, saying a little thank you to them or just being like, hey, it's really cool that you did this. Like, mm -hmm. Just remembering that because, like, you do need to love yourself first, but, like, everyone around you loves you, too, and you need to love them, too. Thank you so much, yeah. Meg, for being on the Share Chair podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Share Chair. Stay tuned next week for a new episode.